You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Feel the culture. And Matty Rose. Ho, ho, friends. Welcome aboard. They score. Jonathan Huberto. Elias Lindholm. And the scene of rises at Scotiabank Saddledome. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. You're almost there. It's Thursday. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Hey, it's a Calgary Flames game day. Brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. Pre-game with Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers is at 4 p.m. Puck drop with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson goes at 5 p.m. Hell yeah. Once an hour. Damn right. Once an hour. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Hockey? See what the Buffalo Sabres look like? You love, you secretly love the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know if it's much of a secret. Fun group. Like you have a man crush? They got a lot Cage of players Thompson. I like. I just hear from, from, from talking with Matthew Fairburn there yesterday, man. Like, this club is set up so well. They've still got $8 million in cap space. They've got, you know, oh. like... like Jack Quinn is injured and not playing right now. Matthew Savoie is injured and not playing right now. Like they're they're big on Zach Benson. Like and then Patrick they're Kane. Sign could, Patrick they Kane. could sign Patrick Kane. Like Patty Kane's going to wait and see. Like Detroit's in there, who's pretty good start for them as well. Mm-hmm. Rangers are in there as well. But man, Buffalo, Patty Kane. Patty Kane needs to go home to the B. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you've been saying this for a little while. The thing with the eight million dollars cap space, that's lovely, and Patrick Kane is the perfect place to put it. Yeah. Because you're not going to have that $8 million next year when all these guys start playing on their big extensions that mm-hmm. they just signed in training camp. The mm-hmm. Owen Powers and the Rasmus Dahlins and all of those type of guys. So it's good that you're kind of getting out ahead of this thing. I'm interested to see Tage Thompson. He still doesn't have a point to start the year. I think Crazy. they've played four games so far. It hasn't looked overly good when I've been watching a little bit of Buffalo Sabres games. He hasn't looked as involved as... You'd like to see from someone who I think a lot Jonathan of people Chichu, 2.0. thought, uh, Sorry. well, the, the, I hope he didn't not. have a Joe Thornton behind him. So I <laughs> don't know if that's really, the, okay. I don't know why really I just blurted that out. I think it's more a fact <laughs> yeah. of like, Hey, he's got the talent. Now, is he going to apply it once again, this season, maybe a bit of a slow start for the big man, but it's not only him. It's cousins. It is talk tuck. It is Skinner. It is the rest of the entire group, really. Devin Levi's having a good start. The blue line is nasty. So. I think that adding of Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson, like they didn't have a very veteran blue line, but Clifton from the Bruins organization, one of the best defensive cores in the league. And then Eric Johnson, cup winner. Yeah. Those are two guys that know how to win come postseason. Kevin Adams has done some good work. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. And then Buffalo. Um, but uh, Buffalo's doing what Buffalo always does. They get off to ridiculously slow starts. Usually November is the month that sinks Buffalo, mm-hmm. and then uh, they they have played themselves out of a playoff spot, and then they have to uh, play some really good hockey down the stretch and just fall short. Yep, They're probably following the script again, and hopefully the Flames can take advantage because last year when the Sabers were in here early on in the year, they skated the Flames out of the barn. They mm-hmm. looked unreal, but they were catching everybody by surprise to start yeah, last year. They had a really good start last year. Yeah, they were they were flying here at the dome, and then. When they played in Buffalo, I remember that was around Christmas time where Jacob Pelchier. No, it's February. I think they played. It's February? Yeah. 7 2 Flames. Yeah, where Jacob mm-hmm. Pelchier scored his first NHL goal. Denny Gilbert for Buffalo yes. scored a goal with family yes, in did. attendance. That was a nice game. Yep. Um, we probably won't see either in the lineup. Well, we definitely won't see Pelchier in the lineup tonight. And Gilbert took one off the dome. Yeah. He, that's came, no he came back. He returned to practice. Yeah, he came he'll back. be fine. Okay. Yeah. He's. Come on. He's tough, tough yeah, Buffalo kid. Danny Gilbert. No problem. Yeah. Tough, tough Buffalo, Buffalo kid. Yeah. Um, we got it. It was this show. time last year we were talking about Tage Thompson being like, can he sustain this <laughs> unbelievable goal output? Yeah, he did. And now it's like, Chichu? <laughs> Is Tage Thompson Jonathan Chichu 2.0? I didn't watch him How your year changes, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that, that's my one thing. I'm like, of course. Like, you never know with a team that's young like this. Like, they could either be just dumpster fire, like get rung up for seven, or they could just play the best game of their lives and look like they could beat anybody in the NHL. Um, we got lots to do today. You talk about a show that we just jam. Thursdays always seem like it's our busiest day. Yeah, like, Thursdays busy. and Fridays are busy too because we we have Frank on Fridays yeah. now. Like he's a staple Loved on having Fridays. Him to Friday. Yeah, I like that too. Um, Ross Tucker, NFL on CBS Westwood One, the Ross Tucker podcast. 
the Ross Tucker betting podcast. Mm-hmm. Going to join us at the top of the next hour. We got a we got an intriguing Thursday nighter tonight. Yeah, Jags and Saints. That's intriguing. Saints offense is bad, man. Like we were talking Just about throwing the damn ball to Chris Olave. Yeah, it, it should be that simple, it should right? Be that simple, but <laughs> yeah, like he's open doing it. Yeah, he's like Jamar Chase. He should borrow his chain tonight, the Seven Eleven chain. I'm always open. Yeah, I don't know. But originally, it was only open from 7 to 11. Yeah, that's why it was fun. called 7 Eleven. Yeah. yeah. But, but now it's fine. 24 hours, which makes yeah. no sense. And then the Grand Theft Auto version, it's called 24 7. Yeah. Hmm. There you mm. go. There you okay. Go. I don't think 7 Eleven wants to be associated with Grand Theft no, Auto. No, so that's why it's, it's, do. Yeah, same colors, right. though. Okay. <laughs> A lot of 24 7s getting robbed in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true. A lot of 24 7s getting held up. Yeah. It's true. Um, Yeah, Saints. I'm not overly. I think the Jags will probably roll over them. I'm wondering about no, Lawrence's no, health. No. I think it's going to be a good game tonight. I'm wondering about Lawrence's health. Because this How is effective he's going to be. This is this guy's plan. I'm going to watch the game, mm-hmm. the Flames game, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go back and start the Jags Saints game from the beginning. There you go. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. I'm probably going to do a little bit of two screen. Uh, I'm probably not going to be too dialed on this NFL game. This is not necessarily one that I'm like, oh, I can't miss it. So you, Can't miss the Jags. Can't miss a banged up Trevor Lawrence against Derek Carr fading into the twi- twilight. This is you and I. This is why we differ so much. I would probably rather watch one of the many good hockey games on the slate today. Patrick is much like me. I watch the NFL outside yeah, of the NFL Flames. Trump's all. Yeah. yeah. If it's Flames, Flames yeah. at the top, mm. and then it's NFL, and then it's everything else. Well, Flames will be on, like, I'll have them both going at the same time. That's yeah, a good move. That's for sure. Yeah, um, like that's when I'll, I'll probably have it down in the little screen on my computer where I'm writing my notes. So okay. It'll be there just like Monday night. But every time I looked down, it was a flag. And I was like, I'm not too mad that yeah. I'm not watching this whole game. It um, is a nice slate tonight. Holy crap. A lot of games. It is a great <laughs> slate. You have a Leafs Panthers rematch. The Canucks, are they going to get right against the Bolts? Are they going to be soft tonight? After their third game we'll of the season. Rematch around soft. two Leafs Panthers. Yeah. One I just said, Sorry. Kings and Wild. Gold Knights Jets. Oh, Leo Carlson Wild. making his Strap debut. Up of that one. That's a good game. Sure. Bedard's Those in Colorado. Those are two great rosters. Yeah. Huh? What? Bedard, Bedard, Bedard in Colorado? Yeah, well, we're going to get a lot of those firsts with yeah. Connor Bedard. Hey, he's in Colorado. When's his home opener? Oh, on Saturday against Vegas. This is their last game on the road. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be super electric. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're excited <laughs> to get him back in there. Like, no, like Even the numbers pre-season. they're doing in the States, that, that Pittsburgh game was the highest rated game yeah. ESPN's ever done. 3.4 yeah. mil, I think. No, he's moving the needle. Everyone's like, oh, the NHL doesn't market properly. This is what they're doing. McAfee's they talking about Connor it Bedard. every day. Every, all- every <laughs> week he has a hockey segment now. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. He had PK Subban on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Um, it's good. Uh, hockey doing well down the United States. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for everybody. Good for the salary cap. That's essentially what it is. When people say, oh, I don't care, Bucky doesn't. Well, you should because it affects the salary cap. And teams like the Flames spend up to the cap. Yes. So then they have more flexibility to acquire better players. Mm-hmm. Like that's essentially what it is. When you say, oh, I don't care if they don't do well in the States. Well, it's all about hockey related revenue. And if the league's doing well, the salary cap goes mm-hmm. up. We all want. Yeah. Like it's, it's a win win for everybody. We all want to be pulling like, in It's the same not direction. like teams yeah. like, you know, like Arizona have like $15 million in cap space. The Flames are always going to be a team that's going to spend up to the cap. Yeah. So when the cap goes up, that's good for you as a Calgary Flames fan. Mm. So it's good when the NHL does good in the United States. Yeah. It's the it's same. It's not reason, hard. It's the same reason this Coyotes arena has always been a problem and like dwindling attendance in places like Winnipeg is a bit of an issue because all of a sudden, you're taking away from the revenue sharing and everything trickles down from there. Uh, Ross Tucker, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the next hour, um, David Panyota is going to join us from the fourth period. He had that tweet that we talked about yesterday, the Dan Vladar tweet mm. about him potentially uh, being a guy that the Calgary Flames are exploring uh, a move for. Um, he will join us at uh, 730. Talk a little trade rumors. Are the Senators uh, going to find room for Shane Pinto? Because they're flying right now. Incredible start to their yeah, season. Really good last night. Hammer, Josh Norris, um, two goals. <laughs> Hammer Brady Kachuk shots over props and uh, assists for guys like Tim Stutzla because uh, they are flying right now, the Ottawa Senators. Back-to-back games, Ovi has no shots. I saw that. What's going on? Doesn't look right. Looks 38. It sure does. Yeah. Age is showing. Speaking it. of which, I uh, I watched some of the Pens and Red Wings last night. Mm-hmm. Wings are good. Because I had a little sprinkle. They're all right. Um, 
Malkin didn't look that slow in the game against Calgary. He looked slow last night. I'm like, he's just lumbering around tonight. He had a goal. Yeah, he had a goal. He got the early one. Yeah, Yeah, like this is a Penguins team that, I don't know, he's off to a great start. It was almost like he was sleepwalking through his first couple road games. He has four points in each of them. Um, I know, I'm just saying. Looked a little slow last night. (laughs) You know why I had my eye on him? Because I needed him to get an assist. Ah. I was I was watching him specifically, like just locked in on you had seventy-one. To, you didn't follow my my lock of the yeah your lock, lock of the hit, night man your lock, lock of the hit. night. No, I didn't. Malcolm plus one hundred. Malcolm Crosby over a uh, half point parlay would have been a good one. Cash? Did, did you bet it? Yeah, of course I did. Okay, good. Cash. I went over two. Asking me if I'm betting my yeah, locks. That locks on <laughs> I was uh, I was terrible again. Hell yeah! Um, I think I hit for the, the other one too. OV under shots. I'm really excited. Uh, Matt was the only one that went uh, uh, perfect. We all went over two, and then Maddie was two and zero. Oh. Look at you, lock it, king among men. We should have like because we both hit the baseball game. And we were all wrong there. <laughs> um, Kelly Rudy excited. He's joining us for the first time. On yeah, the yes. Show. yes he he's not an early riser. No, but he's out east. He's got him. the eastern time zone now. So ten o'clock uh, interview for Kelly Rudy. No problem. Mm-hmm. Do that, so we'll talk to uh Flames color analyst Kelly Rudy at eight o'clock. See what he did in Buffalo the last couple days. Well, Bilo for uh, he frolicking around Western New York. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what Francis got up to. It really sounded like it was yeah, gonna I be shoot a, him a text, gonna be a pretty quiet day yeah. out in Buffalo. See, the thing did is, you listen to the Flames Ryan Huska scrum? Laud on the shootout in that one mm. with our boy Eric Francis. He wrote a nice piece on it yesterday, but it was basically like six or seven questions straight. On shootout mentality, how oh, you want to go about where your franchise players? Got that from? Well, he probably got it from like watching the game. Like we'd love to take credit, but he probably thought about it himself too. I'm gonna take credit. Okay, by all means, have at her. We, yeah. He was on our show, and then all of a sudden, huh? Questions in an article, huh? <laughs> the guy's written over what he said over at least three thousand articles. I heard eight million. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes you need uh, seventy five <laughs> million. Sometimes you need. Sometimes you need some ideas. It was somewhere between 3,700 and 8 million yeah. articles. Yeah. The math was yeah. eh, touch and go. Um, Kelly to Rudy, say the least. Going to join us at uh, 8 o'clock. I'm excited to talk to Kelly Rudy. Uh, we'll do our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Uh, and we'll do our lock of the day. We have a busy, busy program. Um, as uh, I don't think I've talked about this. Mom's in town. Yes. She's been in town since last week. Well, how was Banff? Because it was, Bam was birth- beautiful. Because it was your birthday? Yeah, it was my birthday last week, but I kept it under under the veil of secrecy because <laughs> adult birthdays don't mean anything unless they're milestone birthdays. So, mm-hmm. um, mom's in town, so I was was driving around with mom yesterday, running a car this week, and I was listening to the old Flames talk with Mister Pat Steinberg and oh. Mister Peter Klein yesterday. Oh, Peter Klein was on the show. A little PK, right on. And um, Pat was talking about how. Uh, uh, Jonathan Huberto is a bit of a lightning rod right now with mm-hmm. the fan base. Yep. And I I was thinking about this. I go, I don't really feel like we we're not we haven't really ripped into Jonathan Huberto. I think he's had an okay start to the to the year. I think he's been fine. Mm-hmm. I think he's looked a lot better than he did at stretches last season. Because mm-hmm. I think, and this is something you and I have talked about the last quarter of the season, I thought he was really good for the Calgary Flames. Thought he took a step forward, yeah. But this is what I wanted to ask both of you. Are we getting to the point where he's never going to be a 100-point guy again? We're three games into the season. I'm asking you, but we, we've also seen an 85-game sample. I'm just asking you. Yeah. I, With the Calgary Flames, can he hit 100 points? I think that he can. Yeah, I think that he can. Here's the thing. <sighs> I don't know. Can he hit it with the Flames? Yes. But is he going to do it with Elias Lindholm as his guy? Mm. Because they still feel like they haven't been able to catch chemistry. There's still times when they're going, they're rushing up the ice, whether it's them trying to do their power play entry, which is Huberto and Lindholm up the ice where the the passes aren't crisp. You know, there just seems to be times, like there was one time where five on five, Lindholm was set up for a, Great shot opportunity. Huberto goes to pass him the puck, and it's just like off his front boot instead, so he's not able to get a good shot off. There just hasn't been like that that silky, 
point A to point B, no hitches along the way where they just glide up the ice and they just look magnificent, right? You haven't seen that necessarily. And we used to see it all the time when it was the old trio and best line in hockey. I still think he can. I don't know if it is with Elias Lindholm. I think they can get there, but I just think it's a little bit early to say he's never going to hit a hundred points as a member of the flames. The other thing too, is like, what if Matt Coronado has a great year and then by next year, I'm like, he's the top line player and there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have a legit scorer on the other side who, you know, isn't more of a kind of grinder that chips in like Andrew Mangiapane. Right. So I, I, I think that there's possibility for sure. Um, but I also understand why people are frustrated early on in the season. Now, granted, it's kind of wild. I felt like the Flames, as their games have gotten better, they've continued to not win. Like Their worst game they played is probably the game that they won. And yeah, now you're crazy. here. Yeah. You're three games in. And yeah, I, I don't know. It feels pretty early for me, but... Patrick, he's also he's also thirty years old. That's what I mean. Probably not. Like he hit hundred points in his tenth season in the NHL. Yeah, he had thirty goals, eighty five assists, hundred and fifty like, points. Unless there's uh, thirty five. Unless there's like like he's not Joe Thornton with the puck. Like he's not going to distribute it like like Joe Thornton can to like whoever. Unless there's like going to be a, a primed fifty goal guy that's going to be in this lineup that Huberto just clicks with. And just has the greatest. Like I don't think it can. But can he be a point per game guy? Yes, that's what he should be. Right. He should be a point per game player. He's a third overall pick in the NHL. I know it was a slow start. It was a rough beginning in Florida, but this guy can be a point per game player because he's shown that he. Well, he hasn't really been a point per game player because he's always been hurt. But it's like 69, 92, 78. Somewhere in there is where he is. He's not the hundred and point, hundred fifteen point guy. That is an outlier of outliers. He is a he's somewhere between that seventy to ninety point guy, and that's just what he is. So no, I don't think he's going to hit hundred points. Um, you know how I hate contract talk, mm. and how like um, there's a lot of comparables. Mm. How much do you think the amount of money that guy makes just turns the fan base completely off? That's exactly segments it. of the fan base because the guy's making over ten million dollars a season now. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's got to be a part of it. I think that there's a certain amount of frustration anytime that there's a player who's making like five, six million dollars and they go through a little bit of a cold run here. It's a guy who's making a lot more money than that. This is a guy who's paid to produce. And like Patty said, he only had the 100 point season, but yeah. he was a Hart Trophy candidate that year. He led that team from the wing position. Mm hmm. I I understand where people are coming from, but I think you got to give this guy a little bit of runway to kind of feel like himself. Like I do think that he's looked better this year, but is he comfortable? Ah, I don't know about that. That might be a little bit more of a stretch. Per well, he se. said he's more comfortable, but does he look more comfortable with Elias Lindholm? I'm not necessarily seeing that. Yeah, it feels like. But then again, they didn't get a long runway together last, last year. Yeah. He played on the right for some of that portion as well. It's only been three games. And, and I know you're mentioning mentioning Lindholm, but is that more Huberto than Lindholm? Because Lindholm was a part of the best line in hockey just two years ago. The benefit of that. When they too. were scoring yep. at an, an unbelievable clip. I'm not and, necessarily... And I, and, I get, and I get where his, who his wingers were, and I understand that those guys, especially Johnny's a game-breaker, and I understand all of that. But like to me, I, I, it just feels like they're trying to make this Huberto-Lindholm thing work like fetch like and, and mean girls, yeah. yeah. Like just stop with the fetch. But um, I've seen Lindholm do it without Huberto, and I've seen Huberto do it without Lindholm. But is where where's that dynamic passing guy that we thought the Flames going to get the whole time? Like I, he's been good and he's been better, and I understand all of that. But at, at what point do you have to kind of say? This Lindholm Huberto pairing is just not working. Like it's not. It's way too early for that. This is but, exactly but, but what I'm talking about. But they played together about. last season too, for, for not very long, and they didn't get a long stretch. And he played on the right for some of that. And you've got a new coaching staff, and you have a new system. Like it's three games in, you guys. You got to give him. 10. This is ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Three games in, and we're already saying, well, I don't know if this is ever going to work. I'm ever going to get hundred. 
Well, I, he's I, got I, three points in three games. If Jonathan Huberdeau is a point per game player on this team for his entire stretch of this contract, I think we're going to be doing all right. If that's where he can yeah, be, I, I think, think that's he's fair. Like, I think that's a fair. Yeah, but see, estimate. the thing is, Patrick is, I think because of the trade, oh, I know, and it, the magnitude of yes. the trade and the you magnitude never, of the contract, point of game isn't good enough. It's never gonna feel. It's never going to feel this way unless he is that guy again. I get. I unless they're winning, and that cures all. Doesn't matter the contract if they're winning. Mm-hmm. What it doesn't matter 100%. how much you make. But until it gets there, until if they're just gonna keep scuffling along, be that ninety-five point team. And Huberto's chipping in 60 or 70. It's not going to, it's never, nobody's ever going to like it here. Nobody's ever going to like Jonathan Huberto here. But it, I agree with Maddie. He is, is, there's not enough runway with this coaching staff and Elias Lindholm and Huberto on his right side. It, you need to give at least a 10, 15 stretch this year. And if it's not clicking to start this year, it's probably not going to click. But you have to give them a more runway with this coaching staff. That's where I'm at. See, and, and that's that's super interesting to me. Here's why. What's the one thing we talked about heading into the season? That the flame starts very important to the it direction is, of this franchise absolutely this season. Massive. Mm-hmm. Because that's great that we're trying these things and we're giving runway, but this team needs to win games now to see what you're doing with guys like Lindholm and Tanev and Hannafin. And it feels like Hannafin eventually is going to be traded here anyway. Like, yeah, we can say he can say all he wants that he's interested in potentially re-upping with the Flames. And David Pignota had something on this as well in that Vladar article, and we'll talk to him at 7.30. But the start for the Flames is important here. And I get what you're saying, Maddie. Preach patience here with Huberto Lindholm. But honestly, how much how much patience can the Flames have when they got to win? Like now, did like, like get off to a good start. Their one win, why did they win that game? Jacob Markstrom. And timely goal scoring from the top line. Yep. As time was running out, what line went out there Elias and got Lindholm a key goal for him? Right. Elias Lindholm wins a battle on the boards. He gives it to Huberdo, who sees Manjapani, sends it down low. Great chemistry for bingo. one of the spots. Yep. They get the bingo. It's their only win of the season. Yep. And then the next game, he has two points. They end up dashed. He was dashed to or whatever it was as they imploded against the Caps. Threw that game away. Or against the Penguins. And then against Washington, I thought he was physical. I thought he was involved. I thought he maybe shied away when, you know, after Kuznetsov threw the chicken wing at Lindholm. And it was like, okay, is this going to get chippy? Am I going to get run here? But I thought he was fine throughout the game. Like, he's getting more ice time, which I like seeing. The coaching staff is giving him like a minute and a half on average more than he got last year, which I think is good. You got to give him some room to kind of keep feeling himself, finding his confidence and all of this type of things. But... Listen, I agree with everything that you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not arguing anything. I just feel like maybe maybe I should phrase it this way. Maybe we should temper expectations. Like, yeah, like, like that. But but what did I say all summer? <clears throat> point per game season. That's what I was yeah, expecting no, from the guy. We said something north of eighty points would be a good season. Mm-hmm. He's on pace for that. Is it because it just doesn't look the same as it did with Johnny and? I think that's one of the biggest reasons is because it's not what you used to have. And for one year, we literally watched the best line in hockey, which in my life as a Flames fan, 30 years has never happened. They have had the best player. They've had the best goalie. They have never had the best line. And for one year they did. And we were spoiled rotten. And then all the guys wanted to leave. They wanted to leave. That's fine. That's their prerogative. They're allowed to leave. Yep. Now you have to try and replace him on the fly. And especially because one of them told you he might stay and led you on, so you couldn't even trade him by the end of it. So you got nothing back there, so you had to try and fill that hole with nothing. Now you managed to get what I think is a great return for Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Because it's Huberto and it's Uyghur, which is fine. But it's Schwinn, who is close to being an NHL player, and it's a first-round pick coming up in the next couple of years. Well, and, and again, Uyghur. And Uyghur's a key been- member of this great. blue line. No, he's been really good. So it's easy to point at him and say, why aren't you Matthew Kachuk? Why aren't you Johnny Gaudreau? But he's not. And I think we have to realize that and just kind of come to the understanding. Understand that Jonathan Huberto is a different player. He plays a different style. You don't acquire players like Goudreau and Kachuk. You draft those guys, and that's exactly what the Flames did. And that's what is on the scouting staff and everybody to go try and find guys that can fit on this team in the future. 
yeah. and that's what they've done. They've tried. They've done tons. The, the, the way they've done the scouting staff and and rebuilt this prospect system. I know it's not great, but from where it was, it's a lot better. And I know like it's going to take some time, but like it's Goudreau, or sorry, Huberto is. It, it, it's so hard to, and I get that we're still stuck in that Goudreau. Kachuk mind frame from two years ago. It's right. over, guys. And, and and people just have to realize that. Huberto's a fine player. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. But I just feel like, too, that Huberto and Kadri are kind of grouped in together. Yes, they mm-hmm. totally That are. they both haven't played to what we think they should be yet as Calgary Flames. I would say that between the two of them, Huberto as a whole with this 85-game sample size has been better than Kadri. But I think both have been underwhelming. Is I don't think it's too strong of a word. Like I would say, if you look at both their tenures as members of the Flame, for maybe twenty five, thirty percent of the time that they've been a Flame, they have been the player that I think fans expected them to be when they signed or they were traded here. I think that's kind of what we've seen. It hasn't been for the whole. 100% of the time they've been here. It has been flashes. And I would say it's been less than half of the time that they've been here that they have shown these plays and these aspects that we kind of expected when they were brought in. Yeah. But at the same time, that's not enough. Like, I'm not trying to give these guys a free pass here. It hasn't been good enough. It's the reason they missed the playoffs last year. It's one of the reasons they missed the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I still think we're three games into the season. You have a new system in play. You have a new coach in play. He's trying some new line mates. I think you have to give this just a little bit more time before we start, you know, sky is falling and that type of thing. And here's the other thing. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then your path is set. Then you don't have to sign Lindholm. Then you don't have to sign Hannafin. Then you don't have to sign Tanev. Then you can trade them all. Right? Right. Like, I don't want it to go that way. I don't think it's going to go that way. But if the bottom falls out on this thing 20 games in, at least you have a clear direction. At least you have a path to go. There's my devil's advocate to myself, and I hate it, but... And then you're saddled with that Huberto contract for the, from now to eternity? Well, and yeah, you're saddled with Huberto, and you're saddled with Kadri, and you're saddled with Uyghur. Whatever. You have to sign... Like, I'm so tired of treating this market like we're like a prime market where players like to come and play. Like, when you had an opportunity to sign a player who was a Hart Trophy candidate the last season, you do it. You take that every time. There's a lot of teams that out there would have tried to do the exact same thing. Again, I I I, I don't really I, I don't really agree with the fact that guys don't want to be here. I think it, some of them do, I but think, I think it's, I think I think using Calgary as a I think every a lot of people again, this is just my observation being here for just over a year. Fans and media alike use the city as a crutch. It's a beautiful city, and I've said this many times before, winning cures all. If if this team was a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, guys would stay and want to play here. It's that simple. Like, look at all the teams that have won championships in the past. Like, not the sexiest destinations, but guys want to go there and play and win. It's just the way it is. Winning cures all. It does. They like, won that season. They were a Preston's trophy. They, they won their division. They got rolled up by the Oilers in one bad series, and everyone leaves? They were winning. They, but they weren't winning enough. They didn't get to a cup final. They, they weren't that close. They got bounced in the second round. Like, that's not winning. It's, it's, winning one round is not winning. No, but it's a step in the right direction. It and it's building is. and it's growth. Like, it they, is. Had, they were over their skis that it year. It was their second first round win in, since 2004. Right. So, so that, it was, that it has, has to start. And you have that to start has somewhere. more to do with it than the city and the market. Be, being that. an organization that doesn't win. I think it's just easy to lean on that because it is. If you have our free agent right now and you ask him, would you rather sign in? I don't know. I'm going to try and pick a team. Buffalo or Calgary? They're taking Calgary over Buffalo. Mm. Especially with the new ring coming. If they're Canadian, I would say yes. If they're American, I don't know if they would say yes. Buffalo Same with can't Detroit. free agents. They have to overpay too. Detroit's yeah. different. You it's just an original said we 16. have to overpay too. No, I... I'm just saying that's just an easy crutch that they use. It's on the organization to build a winning franchise, a winning organization, to draft players, to develop players, okay, but my to point... keep players. I'm just saying that that's so easy in this city. 
just leaning on the fact that it's Calgary, nobody wants to stay. Okay, if the but, team's a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, guys will stay. That's just the way it is. My general point was that when there's a good player available, you have to sign them, right? And when, especially when a good player says, yes, I'm going to come to Calgary and sign long-term. Because recent history shows that a lot of guys don't like to do that. There's been a lot of guys that want to leave. So that's kind of where I come down on just us as a city. I love it sure. here. It's a beautiful city. I totally agree with you. But I just think that when an NHL player is given the option of going to 31 other cities or Calgary, I don't think we're even top half. Which, All things being equal. Which is fine, but you can you can level the playing field by being a team that's a serious Stanley Cup contender. True, and I'm you saying. do that by How signing Edmonton, good players. How does Edmonton? Edmonton's way worse market than Calgary. They don't get free agents. No goalie wants to go there and play, even they though they have, have Connor well, Jack, McDavid. Jack Campbell signed there. <laughs> Evander Kane re-upped there. No I'm one. just saying. You literally mentioned two players that every okay. other team would not want to touch with a 10-foot okay. pole. But still... Uh, uh, Zach Hyman signed there. That's a good example. Connor Brown. Okay. Zach Hyman signed there. Again, he went to Edmonton, that desolate northern outpost. Yes. Yeah, he I, signed. It's all, it, it's benefit. There's like, hey, McDavid and, and Dry Settle. They're Hyman on the precipice there? of the winning McDavid a Stanley effect. Cup. Yeah. That is his only why did he go? Effect. Because he could potentially win a Stanley that, Cup. But they haven't been winning. But they haven't been winning. I know. But, but this team had potential as well if McDavid, if Kachuk and Gaudreau had stayed. Like who they would have had potential. Who bloody knows where this team goes if like if Kachuk's like, yeah, I'm going to stay. Goudreau re-signs. Who bloody knows where this team could have gone with that top line and right. what everything else was. It was those two's decision that just set this team into a spiral effect that we see now. Yeah. Where everybody's just freaking the hell out. Yeah. That's That was it. Those two guys, they did that. That's the way it is. And then yeah. Jonathan Huberto, he's he's getting the flack from it. It's not his fault. No. He's, he's just the guy in and that And good trade. for him for getting that bag. Damn right. Damn right. Team's going to offer you over 10 sheets. You're going to take it. And they're like the Flames weren't the only team that would have done that. Yeah. Huberto hits the open market. He's getting that. Yeah. All right. Uh, lots of stuff uh, to discuss on the Calgary Flames. They're in Buffalo tonight to play the Sabres. A 5 p.m. puck drop right here. On Sportsnet 960, the pregame show essentially starts after us because it starts at 2 o'clock with Flames Talk. 2 o'clock pregame. Is that not enough Flames for you? No. All over like a dirty shirt. Oh, yeah. Is Logo on with Pat today or is he just doing an hour? I have no idea. I think he's just doing an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great day for Logo. Do my hour show. Bye. I'm going to record a little stamps report for him, too. So he's going to have like at least six, seven minutes in the can. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Mail it in. All right, what do you got coming up on the Rose Report? Oh, I got so much stuff. We got to talk about the uh, flag football in the Olympics. Uh, Yeah, let's talk about that. uh, The baseball. I got lots of stuff. All right. We've got time. All right. uh, Rose Report's next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The top of the hour. Our man, Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. CBS Sports Westwood One. Talk to David Pagnota from the fourth period at 7.30. NHL rumors in October. Sign me up. Yes, sir. And uh, for the first time on the big show, Kelly Rudy going to join us at 8 o'clock. Super pumped up about that. But I always, and I mean always, get pumped up for the Rose Report. Mm-hmm. And it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match it, then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Did I turn my mic off for that? Was that- Yeah, you were like... I'm about to deliver. i got to clear the throat. Flames back in action after a couple of days off in Buffalo. Part of a busy 12-game slate after only two games yesterday. we got Thursday Night Football, Jags and Saints, Week 7 from New Orleans. And baseball playoffs roll on. we got lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Also, Stamps and Hitman updates. And also, the NFL going to the Olympics. Let's get after it. Start with the local hockey heroes. Oh, boy. I think I ate too much. Flames taking on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Middle stop of a five-game roadie for the group. Had practice yesterday. Our own Eric Francis, boots on the ground, reporting Dan Vladar in the starters net. Looks like he could get his first start this season. 
should be pretty impressive. Uh, would recommend you go read his piece as well on the shootout. Ryan Huska's mentality had a nice long chat. You can go listen to the whole scrum on the Flames social media as well. Puck drop tonight does go at 5 o'clock. If they have a shootout, they will be overly prepared for it after yesterday's chats. Our pregame show will go at 4 o'clock. But as George mentioned before the show, or before the report, uh, we got you covered for your Flames coverage. Flames talk goes at 2. Then we'll have the pregame show at 4. Flames Sabres goes at 5 o'clock, George. Uh, I'm excited for this game tonight because the Flames haven't played in now seemingly forever. Two days off? Like, what do yeah. I do with myself? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm excited for this game and uh, good vibes from the game last year in Buffalo. They went down 2 nothing early and then scored 7 mm. straight. So good good memories uh, in Buffalo the last time they were there. And uh, I'm really interested to see uh, what the power play looks like tonight. Mm. Because the penalty kill has been perfect so far this season, which isn't the sexiest thing to talk about, but it is. And that's a big it's a big positive for the Calgary Flames. But also, um, I'm, I'm really interested in the power play. And the team's gotten off to fantastic starts in the first couple periods, the last couple games. Maintain it. Just a little more finish. Like, Would you like to see a 60-minute effort, George? Yeah. I want them to 60? start on time. I want him to set the tone. Five o'clock. play full 60. Get pucks in deep. Yeah. Uh, no passengers. No passengers. You're right. Goalie made the stops he needed to. Yep. Um, special teams let us down or got us the win. It's usually one of the two. Yep. All right. Five o'clock, Sportsnet West. Uh, rest of slate, four Canadian teams. You can actually watch all of them on Sportsnet Plus. Yeah, you can. On just normal old school TV, Oilers Flyers, that's on Sportsnet 1 at 5.30. Canucks and Lightning go at 5. Leafs and Panthers go at 5. Golden Knights take on the Jets. That's going to be a 6 o'clock start. Also on the network, you can catch the Blackhawks and the Avalanches. Connor Bedard faces Nathan McKinnon for the first time. That's going to be an 8.30 start in Colorado. It's going to be on Sportsnet West and Sportsnet 1 after the Flames game. Only two games yesterday. Might have seen Senators and Capitals on Sportsnet West. Josh Norris made his return to the lineup. His first game since January 21st. 270 days off. Only eight games last year due to injury. He had two goals and an assist in those eight games. And yesterday, he matched his goal total from last year. In front, a shot. They score. And Josh Norris does it again. A turnover at the side of the net. A good puck movement in front. Boy, the Senators glad to have Josh Norris back in the lineup. Second goal of the night makes it 3-1. to one. Yeah, two on the night. John Wall with the call there as he bangs a rebound home. Second goal of the game for Norris. He was one of six Senators with two points. So Tim Stutzla led the way with three. 6-1, the final score. Yeah. Capitals look off. Yeah, well, they look old and slow. You know what? Uh, I believe it was on the Merrick show when Elliot made his usual chat back on Tuesday. Was he eating lunch? Uh, I believe he was walking. Okay, um, his daily walk. Yeah, but he did mention that he had got a text the night before during the Flames-Capitals game. Are the Capitals going to be the worst team in the NHL? And then, of course, they came back against the Flames. <laughs> but then they got beat worst up team in the NHL? That was a text that Elliot apparently got from one of his people that he talks to around the league. Hmm. I mean, man, they're old. The first time in Ovi's career, he's gone back-to-back games with no shots yeah, on Yeah, but you know they what? They didn't add much. You know what? They got their cup. Yeah, yeah they, they got their banner. Like, yeah, it, it feels sucks. like they should have had a lot more, though. But Oh, got, yeah. yeah. Like, but they got one. They got one. And essentially, it's get Ovi to the Gretzky record there's, right now. <laughs> there's a lot of hype around Spencer Carberry in the offseason. He gets signed as the head coach from the Leafs staff. But I was never sure about the fit it with just a, so many veterans yeah. on that team and a young head coach. Like, that's what you want for a uh, transition. Ovi's gone. Backstrom's gone. It's the new capital. Spencer Carberry's going to be the guy. You gotta go find a guy similar to Laviolette if you want to go mm. contend, really, with a guy like Ovechkin. Trivia time for both of you. Sure. Okay. Uh, yesterday, John Carlson scored his first goal of the season. He becomes the sixth active blue liner with 105 on five goals. Who are the other five? Uh, Paul Coffey? Active. Active. Oh, sorry. Eric Carlson. Paul Coffey? <laughs> um, that was for you, George. For Carlson, we'll go. Yeah, that's a ding. Um, active. Uh, Eric Carlson is 136. Drew Doughty? Drew Doughty does not. Oh, oh. Really? You both are. Chris yeah, Letang? Chris Letang does not. Oh. Hang on. Oh, um, 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 Victor Hedman. Too quick. Victor Hedman. Oh. There we go. All right. Oh, um, Hedman, 115. You're Roman missing Yossi. three well, of them. I was going to say uh, Yossi. There we go. 
Uh, hold on. You're missing two of them. Hold on. One of them's got active. A, I think nah, one of them has a cop, and one of them's chasing. One of them just got his cop. Second one. Just got a second. God. Petrangelo. Okay. 101. Ooh-hoo. Just hit it. And you're missing the player who has the most five-on-five goals in his career with 160. Jesus. He's been around for a long time. Oh Mark Giordano? This guy's got a <laughs> backpack full of trinkets that he can show you all of his goals. Brent Burns. Oh, all right. 160 five-on-five goals. Back to NHL. The other game yesterday had the Red Wings hosting the Penguins. Evgeny Malkin scored in the opening minute. I hope tomorrow, like, season over. <laughs> And I win our trophy. Yeah, same, dude. <laughs> I win our trophy. I win our trophy. Our trophy. I hope season over. I win our trophy. Eighth, our trophy. <laughs> Eighth time he's done that in his career, scoring in the opening minute of a game. Detroit answered with a goal from the cat. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's been really good in Detroit to start. Yes, he has. Home cooking. Mad kitty. He's found the score sheet in all four Detroit games. Uh, six points in his first four. Uh, this one tied going into the second period, but it was lopsided. The Detroit Red Wings scored three unanswered. They left the second with a 4-1 lead. Penguins tried the frantic comeback. They fell short. They get doubled up 6-3. Thursday night football. Jags and Saints tonight from the Ooh. Caesars Superdome down in Louisiana. New Orleans entered action 3-3. Three three. Same record as the Falcons. When they got the Bucks at 3-2. and two. One of those groups going to be a playoff team in that division. Jacksonville leads their division 4-2. and two. They've won three straight games since going across the pond for games in weeks 4 and 5. Injury notes. Trevor Lawrence, questionable, sprained his left knee in the final minutes of their win over the Colts last week. They did sign former CFL standout Nathan Rourke to their hey. active roster. And he's not just elevated. He is legit signed. So congrats to Rourke. Could be the 2 or the 3 tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, CJ Beathard would start if Lawrence can't go. Both teams also banged up on their O-line. The Jags might be without both starting guards. And the Saints are going to be without both starting tackles from last week. Saints favored by just a point. Total is set at a measly 40. Mm. Little low, George. Little low. Also, did you know New Orleans Orleans is one of the five cities the Jags have never won in? Really? Trivia time. Could you guess the other four? Okay. Okay. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. You are getting a ding. They are 0-2 in San Francisco. What was yours? Green Bay. No. They won in Green Bay? Uh, Minnesota. Mm, no. Hang on. Uh, Los Angeles? Which mm, one? Rams? No. <laughs> Both of them are, neither of them are. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. They're 0-9. Seattle. No, there's no way they won in Seattle. They're 0-4 in Seattle. Okay. How'd it be? That's a diagonal trip. Yeah. They are um, also 0-4 in one of these other hang on. matchups. Uh, 0-9, think of a team that was a dynasty. Dallas? No, they've beat Dallas. New England. They've won in Dallas. No, New England? They've lost nine straight times in New England. Lost a couple wow, playoff AFC games. Team, lost too. a couple playoff yeah, games there, too. AFC. Good call. And the last yeah. one is a bit of a dark horse. Washington. <laughs> yes! They've never won in Washington. <laughs> You're like, how? <laughs> how? <laughs> They're just whenever you know, yeah. like dark horse. Like, Washington. Like, Washington. I don't know why that just, it just flew into my brain. They're just such a mid-tier team that you're just like, someone you would never think of, it's probably Washington. I thought of it. Great job. Thank you. Another fun fact, Trevor Lawrence's only two college losses came in this Superdome. Oh, no way. Yeah. National mm. championship. Bad memories. Whole bunch of NFL notes for injuries. Jalen Ramsey returned to practice. They're hopeful he can play before the Week 10 bye in Miami. Kyler Murray returned to practice for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Rams running back Kyron Williams going to be out until at least Week 11. Yeah. Touchdown scoring machine. McCole Hardman traded back to the Chiefs. Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice, so Ty Badgent is going to start for Vegas. In his last college season, he threw two interceptions and was sacked eight times while playing the Colorado School of Mines. George, have you ever heard of the Colorado School of Mines? Actually, I have. That finds that sounds like a fake school. It's not, and they actually have the coolest little logo. They're I'll called the Ore Diggers. Yeah. I Googled it yesterday. You know those drop-down questions on Google where it's like, here's your answer. You don't have to go to the website. Well, one of them read like this. Is Colorado School of Mines nerdy? That's their logo. It's, a, don- it's a donkey. Thing. At the Mines campus oh, in Golden, yeah. there is no stereotypical jocks versus nerds rivalry because everyone is a nerd. Yep. In fact, the athletic department's motto is where nerds win. Wow. Yeah. So he had a really bad game against them. He's going to start for the Raiders this weekend. Long way to get there. I Oof. feel like that's like DeVry. They yeah, it only offers. Oh, uh, it's it only actually, offers no, it, it's, it's a, like a really 
prestigious school, like right up there as Is far it as prestigious like, where it's prestigious. I don't. I, I don't know if it's either of those, but mm. probably both at the same time. Okay, I don't know. Stampeders, uh, big game tomorrow. Travel day today. Depth charts will come out later this morning. Great news on the injury report. Reggie Bagleton's going to be good to go. Bryce Bell's going to be good to go. Brandon Dozier, good to go. Jake Mayer, good to go. Mm-hmm. After having uh, a child, congrats to Jake and uh, his wife Amanda for welcoming Everly mm. into their family, nice. their first child. Uh, Mike Moore looks good to go. Renee Paradis was a full participant. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he's on the depth chart if they have to go to a backup kicker. Trey Roberson was there. Mike Rose was there. Did it was Mills? Uh, great news for the Stampeders mm-hmm. as far as getting ready for their game Friday against the Lions. We'll wait for the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty and I will break down the game on Saturday at noon as well if you're looking for a little Stamps coverage after their game Friday. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Baseball playoffs. Rangers trying to remain undefeated in the postseason. They welcome the Astros to Arlington for game three of the American League Championship Series. This time it was the Strohs getting out to a red-hot start. Scherzer, the 1-2, and Altuve drives this one deeper to left. Going back, Carter, still going back, and Altuve has left the yard. A home run for Jose. He missed the first at bat by a foot, and this one went about four rows deep in left field. Houston's got a 4-0 lead. Yeah, it came early on. Josh Jung would hit two home runs for the Rangers. That made the game interesting, but they're able to keep distance from Texas. Houston wins 8-5. That makes things interesting in the series. And as we heard, Dusty Baker before Game 3, going according to plan. Be down 2 and then be even 2-2. Two and, two. and then hopefully <laughs> yep. get to 3-2 and two and then hopefully get to the World Series. That's how, that's how my mind thinks. Yeah, that's how his mind thinks. I miss that he. I miss. I, w- I wish he'd put the gloves back on in the dugout. Those like the white gloves, latex gloves. <laughs> well, no, but he also used to wear batting gloves too. Yeah, oh. yeah. Just in case, I don't know. What in case he has to go take a couple of hacks? <laughs> yeah. I love how I his kid, I love how his kids playing in the majors. Yeah, now. I like, after like, yanking him away in that O2 World Series, and he's yeah. playing in the majors now. Just like Darren Baker. Just like Wink Martindale. How he like wears like the receiver gloves yeah. on the sideline when he's coaching? Like I never understood that. I go, what are you going to catch a ball? Like hey, maybe. Like he cuts he's the a, sweatshirt off. He's, he's got a the DC too. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he wears the gloves. It's weird. <laughs> he is a weird cat though. Uh, game four tonight. Uh, so does the NLCS. Game three from Arizona. Philly leads that two nothing, and obviously it's a two one lead for the Rangers. Uh, uh, real quick on the, on 30, the Phillies. 307 for the NLCS and 603 for the ALCS. Sorry, real quick on the um, Phillies. They have a, an OPS as a team over 900. That's the second best in Major League Baseball postseason history. <laughs> yeah, so they're getting good pitching <laughs> yeah. and they hit bombs. That's essentially Six, what they do. Recipe for success. Yeah. These games are going to be available for you on Sportsnet Ontario and Sportsnet East. Also, gold glove finalists for each league released yesterday, and the Jays have five nominees. How about that, George? That's exciting. We're seeing gaggles of women. Mm-hmm. Matt Chapman at third against Alex Bregman and Jose Ramirez. Dalton Varsho at left against Austin Hayes and Stephen Kwan. Kevin Kiermeyer in center against Luis Robert Jr. Kevin Kiermeyer. J-Rod. At catcher, Alejandro Kirk up against Jonah Heim and Adley Rutschman. And Jose Barrios up against a couple of Twins pitchers in Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez. Chappie and Kiermeyer have three gold gloves. Varsho, Kirk, Barrios all looking for their first. It'll get announced November the 5th. Yeah, I hope Varsho wins. Hey, you know he's a Blue Jays third catcher? He is. That's great. Yeah. Like Moreno hitting bombs for the D-backs still in the playoffs. Hey, in case they need a third catcher, Darton, Dalton Varshow's your man. I don't know how many times I called him Dart. Darton Varshow. Like I've done that a million times. Darts Varsh. Hitman, we're on the road to battle Lethbridge Hurricanes wrapping up a road trip. On base. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. Unbelievable. Chaotic. Game. Armadillo. Yeah, Tyson Greenway made his debut after being acquired via trade. They also traded Matteo Dene away yesterday. Greenway, actually the cousin of Sabres forward Jordan Greenway. Oh, nice. Sense. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Greenway scored to tie the game on the power play in the third period, but they would lose in OT. They finished the roadie 1-4-1. and They'll host the Thunderbirds Friday night. Uh, George, let's end here. We talked about it. You hear the Olympics are adding some new sports for the 2028 games in LA. A little bit of baseball and softball. They're coming back. Cricket. Cricket. Cricket coming back. Lacrosse coming back. Australia is such the lock to win the India. gold medal. No, Australia is the India. world cricket powerhouse. India loves this. They're going to be a... No, yeah, but Australia's yeah, like... I don't. But like, they're not... I don't know. India's good, but yeah. Australia's like... Pakistan's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, New Zealand. England. I have no idea who's good at cricket. So Australia know how to play the game. They're like the juggernaut of cricket. Uh, squash is going to make its debut in 2028, and so is flag football. I want to ask Ross about this. Now, the ahead. interesting thing is not only is the NFL with okay with sending players to the flag football team, they are also encouraging it. Now, this led me to discover some incredible tweets yesterday. Do you mind if I share just a few of my sure. favorites, George? Okay. This was one from Front Office Sports at FOS on Twitter. Slovenia at halftime of Olympic flag football after Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill have hung 50 on them. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. Yeah. It's over. We are screwed. Yeah. This one from Agent Alberto Ravioli at Alberto Ravioli on Twitter. The Romania cab driver at halftime after giving up 453 <laughs> and four tutties to Cooper Cup. All I ask is when you lay your head on that pill at night, you know I gave you everything I had. <laughs> <laughs> this one from Josh G at underscore MVP Josh. The Swedish shoe salesman after guarding Tyreek Hill and Justin <laughs> Jefferson for the first eight minutes of the game. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> Y'all killing me with this. <laughs> and finally from David at Galaxy 111. The 39 year old Lithuanian farmer when Nick Boza is sacking him every snap. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Yes, man. It's, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta ask Ross about this. Like, Canada, Canada, though, probably, you know, will get crushed. There's 112 NFL players that have passports that aren't American. So they could fill out a good chunk. I'm of, saying of Canada could rosters. meddle in this. Yeah, you get Maybe Nathan, you have Nathan Rourke, Nathan Rourke, and you know Royce, uh, Chase Claypool, John Mechie the third. Oh, you'd have some CFL who guys called, probably who on that called team. Chase Claypool. Oh, Amen, uh, Tyreek Hill called him a vending machine. Amen, Ogbombamiga. Yeah. I I just don't. Yeah. I I have a hard time believing that there's going to be NFL talent there just because. It's just going to be a wash. Did like, you ever watch flag they're, football they're on the NFL Network it. when they had it a few years ago? No. It was awesome. Like, these guys are just like... They like, there's it, actual dude. flag football oh, athletes no. that have competed years and years to get to this point, and then they're going to be, like, shoved away for, oh, NFL guys, cool. You guys, okay. What? Are you saying the Olympics just wants to uh, cut in on the NFL pie and say, what about us? Well, that's exactly it. Like, of course that's, that's exactly the it. the amateur, amateur Olympic style is But you're not going to watch Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, or the Tyreek Hill? Mind you, in five years from now, Tyreek Hill will probably be done. Exactly. Whatever. Like, I don't, like, it's not going to be fun to watch them go up and down the field against smaller teams. I always love pros versus Joes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. True. I don't. I feel like the NFL's somebody's gonna get hurt, and some team's gonna be like, "Wow, this was That's stupid." Flag football. How are they gonna get hurt? Non-contact injuries happen yeah. all the time in the NFL. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna ask Ross about it. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, you choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match it, then beat any competitor's price by ten percent on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ross Tucker, David Pinota, all straight ahead in the 7 o'clock hour. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.